0: You're listening to Candid Conversations, the podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. It's Taylor Ashley, your internet bestie. And I'm here with my bestie.
1: Christian Jacore.
0: And we are Candid Candid Conversations. Conversations. How are you doing? We checking in mentally.
1: Right now, um... It's been a long week. I ain't gonna even lie to you. It's been a hell of a week from work, life, just everything. It's just been a long one. It was a long week on Tuesday. <laughs> I thought the week was almost over, but it was only Tuesday. But how are you?
0: I'm doing good. Um, on a scale from one to ten, one being the worst, ten being the best, I'm at like a a seven. You know, was that believable? A little. <laughs> I'm at a seven. I went back to work this week um, and so there was some adjustments and stuff like that but ultimately it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty cool week how are you feeling um, on a scale of one to ten mentally
1: I'm probably like a six right now okay that's I'm not just, so bad I'm just tired I just need I'm, I'm just tired and I just kind of need like a little getaway to just regroup and reconnect
0: do you feel that um, your exhaustion is like physical? Exhaustion or you just feel like mentally tired?
1: It's all mentally tired, It's not necessarily exhaustion. It's majority of the time if I say I'm tired, it's because I'm mentally tired, not so much physically.
0: And I actually couldn't agree more. I find myself often saying like, you know, I feel tired, but I feel mentally tired. And it's so ludicrous to me how your mental being or just the state of your mental literally affects everything right? and so because of that i definitely want to dive very deeply into mental health okay
1: Let's do
0: that. and so when when you think about mental health like what exactly comes to mind for you
1: mental health i think um you know those who suffer with you know anxiety mm-hmm. depression mm-hmm. you know those type of different things are things that come to my mind when you know, it comes to mental health. And I know myself, I feel like I suffer some some of those things, anxiety being one of them, because mm-hmm. uh, my anxiety is at an all time high <laughs> every, every, every day, honestly. It's, yeah. it's, I'm always over anxious about every little thing. Mm-hmm. And just like, well, even, even me just sitting down, like I do tend to, to shake because I'm always anxious of something. I don't, I'm just always, I'm always have to feel like I have to be aware of what's going on around me and just mm-hmm. o- always overthinking certain things.
0: As a fellow anxiety sufferer, <laughs> the one thing I hate is when people say, what you anxious about? Right. I don't damn know, yeah. but my brain and my heart have agreed yeah. that we we, we nervous. Yeah, or I nerves bad, like you just, don't know. You, just don't, you just don't know. But the one thing I really, really, love to discuss when it comes to mental health when I'm talking about this topic is I'm so passionate about it because I've experienced it. I'm experiencing it um I'm one of the first people in my family to actually look into it research, figure out what it is, how it affects me, how I can uh cope with it and even eventually overcome it if that's a thing um but the one thing I really really, really like to make sure people understand is that mental health literally affects who we are as people. Correct. It affects us emotionally. It affects us psychologically. It affects us physically. And it's much bigger than, oh, something's wrong with me. Right. She's not right in the head. It's like, it impacts you in ways you don't think about. That
1: you would never would've thought
0: about. You would never think about. There could be biological factors. There could also be life experiences such as trauma that induces mental health issues right. or even men- mental illnesses. And then also it can be family history of, of mental problems. I know oftentimes either people develop mental health issues or it literally runs in their family. Like right. it's g- genetic, it's almost like genetic. that's a thing, you know? Uh, addiction is definitely one of the, the mental struggles that can be passed down. Right. And it's weird, cause it's like, well, no, that was so-and-so's choice, ain't got right. nothing to do with me. Right. Yeah, boo, but somehow, some way, it's mixed all up in the DNA and now, you suffer from addiction of some sort. Right. And there's a lot of skepticism about how mental health issues can be passed down. But I also like to talk about too, mental health isn't always a bad thing like there's no, it doesn't always have to be a mental health struggle right but maintaining your mental health is really is important right. it is the key to not only your happiness but just how you how you thrive throughout life. throughout life i find it imperative for us to check in on one another um whether it's you know the friend group family whatever regarding mental health because i feel like so many people go through things silently right And oftentimes those people aren't really being checked in on, or if they are, they aren't sure how to share or how to express their feelings so they keep it to themselves. And I know a lot of people who struggle with their mental health silently. Um, And I also understand how that feels because that was me too back in college. So. It's imperative we check in with one another regarding mental health because you really never know what the other person is going through until you ask if they're not already vocal about it.
1: And it's funny that you say that as far as just checking on people because, you know, you never know what they're going to going through because they may not say anything. And every night I always pray that uh, God just watch over my family, my friends, and just yeah. be with them through anything they may be going through that I may not be aware of because... Oftentimes, I think we get so caught up in what we have going on that we really just don't check on our people and so if I'm not there due to just life, then I would just want God to just take care everything for them because he he knows exactly what's going on, so I just that's one of my prayers every night that's all something I always ask, and I say in my prayers.
0: I love that you brought that up though, actually because uh one of my prayers every night that I pray, even in the mornings um uh, I always thank God for. Fighting the battles that I knew nothing about, and when I think about my friends and my family, I'll often ask him too to cover them in his grace, not just physically but mentally as well, and thanking him for fighting their battles that they don't know anything about, which includes their mental health um I think today's society or just in the climate of the world right now I think a lot of things we see on social media on the news so on and so forth can be so triggering and we've also become very desensitized to things but it still affects our mental health we may see something and laugh at it because it might be funny but you think about what you just looked at and it's like damn like how did that make me feel how how was yeah how did it affect me you know and so that's that's mental health and not only should we check in with one another, but we also need
1: to check in with ourselves. It's actually kind of sad, but I think we just program our minds to just laugh at it in the moment. But when you really just sit up there and think about it, when you really just, depending on what the story is, when you really just sit there and think about it and read up on it, Mm -hmm. you actually realize that this, this ain't nothing to play with. This should be something that's you know just taken serious.
0: I don't think we fully understand the magnitude Or the severity of the things that we feed our minds correct and we we'd see it you know you're just scrolling on social media or you're just reading an article or you may genuinely be curious about something or it's even something you cannot see like it's everywhere if it ain't on social media it's on the news if it's not on the news somebody's talking about it or your auntie cousin who 55 years old sending it to 65 people in the family in a group chat talking about it like some things we can't escape but how do we maintain our mental health when some of these events and situations are put right in our face
1: i think sometimes you just gotta step back just Mm -hmm. step away yeah like sometimes you really do just have to step back from social media because it's something new it's something sad and tragic tragic going on on a daily basis and is it's, it's a lot so sometimes you do just got to take a step back and just and just get off it for a while because it, it's triggering and it can it kind of consumes you because you start thinking you really start thinking about what that situation is and it's like you and it's and it sticks with you so stepping back from social media and just removing yourself for a while maybe whatever whether it's a week or a couple of days or whatever the case may be like you really have to do that and i never really understood why people step away from social media but the older i've gotten i really see why because it's always just something negative there's rare it's rarely that there's something good going on in social media or in the world you know
0: i do and i also feel like it's much easier and more entertaining to spread negative news than it is to discuss something that's positively happening um or even if there is a positive post you look in the comments there are always some miserable people There's with something to say. Negative, right? And every time I look at it, I'm like, my mom used to tell me, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Like I can see something I don't like, and I'm just going to scroll right past it. Right. Why do I need to comment? Because my comments not going to affect this person's livelihood, you know? And imagine they deal with their mental health or they're struggling with their mental health. My comment may actually just affect them in some way. <laughs> and I'm always very cautious about that, but. You brought up something really good when you said "Uh, social media breaks. I don't know if you remember, but earlier this year, I took a social media break. I think right. it was like five months. Yeah, That was the most liberating thing. Like I just didn't feel the need to be that connected yeah. to anybody. And the people that I am well connected to, we were still connected. Social right. media didn't change that. But once I got back on, because I wanted to post my vacation pictures, <laughs> to share with everybody. Once I got back on, you know what I did? I started to delegate what I'm seeing seeing. and what I'm feeding myself. Mm -hmm. So if that meant unfollowing certain accounts, I did that. If that meant limiting my time, uh, you know, the iPhone got the new thing where you could, you know, I did that. And so now I can operate social media a little differently.
1: Just to piggyback on one thing you said about, you know, just going through comments on social media. One thing I always say is people are going to criticize it, everything you do. Yeah. So you can be doing something that's best for you or something that's best for the loved ones or something that, that truly makes you happy. But it's always going to be that handful of people who are going to have some negative to say, whether it's in your comments or whether it's just them mm-hmm. looking at it or just reading the post, they're always going to have some negative to say.
0: I, I do feel that uh today's society or people in today's society aren't necessarily thoughtful. Um they just want to get their point across. Whatever that point may be. Like I saw something earlier today and a girl she just like went off the ledge. And I'm reading the the comment and I'm like what does this have to do with this this post? Like I'm right. so confused. Yeah. And so of course people were in the comments going in on her or whatever. And I just thought why? Like why is that necessary? What are you battling? Right. What are you battling? so much so you have to go into the comment and, and berate someone else or belittle somebody else like yeah. does that make you feel good does that make you feel superior like what what is it do you really find joy
1: some people really do find that joy in just, crazy just to bringing me. up people down and just tearing down other people and those are the type of people you have to stay away from because it's people that's close to you that do the exact same thing the ones we love with yeah You're the ones they really tear it down
0: the one thing that immediately comes to mind is how mental health is perceived and or how it looks to you know people on the outside. Right. And so my question is do you think that mental health is overlooked or it's not received. Well, just generally speaking I guess in society or in today's society.
1: So I do think that mental illness can be overlooked. I think a lot of times the older generation, you know, they can ask us what's going on with, you know, with us and we can tell them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to them, it may be, oh, no, you're too young. You're not you're not dealing with this or you're not really feeling this. That's not really what it is. Mm -hmm. But deep down inside, it actually is. And as a person, we may not know exactly where it comes from or what it is, but we know that there's something really wrong. But I do feel like it there's a period where it has been overlooked. Mm-hmm. But I feel like lately over the past couple of years or so it really has become a a big thing that, you know, that is looked at as important. So I do feel like, you know, it's now a better understanding that um uh, people are actually going through things and they actually have, you know, problems and feelings that they're really going through and emotions that they're really going through. So I feel like now it's becoming something more prevalent and something more people are aware of and, you know, trying to get a, a handle on an understanding on.
0: I agree. And the one thing that makes me so, so happy about the fact that now mental health or just what mental health is or, and, or what it comes with is more prevalent now. And it's being acknowledged more. What makes me so happy about that is that those who suffer in silence don't have to, right. if they choose to express themselves, Outwardly, or they choose to be vocal about what they're going through. Now is like the best time ever to do it. it feels like a more safe space to have those conversations, even with strangers. Sometimes you you get to feel like you can converse with somebody on TikTok about your mental health more than you can family. Right? Um, but we'll get to that in a moment. But um, I agree with with everything that you said. The one thing that really pisses me off, though um is when people utilize the word mental health to almost like invalidate someone else's experience and or to validate their behavior correct and why it upsets me is because mental health has been overlooked for so long so when you choose in any moment where you have to defend yourself or you have to explain why you did X, Y, and Z and you use the mental health card, that frustrates me. I could go on. I could really, really, really go on and on. And I know there's so much that goes into each mental illness. However, just because you're sad doesn't mean you're depressed. Just because you're nervous doesn't mean you're anxious. Just because you had a random thought doesn't mean you have multiple personalities. Like people need to learn how to truly not only utilize the word or the words mental health, but also to have a full understanding of what it is to have mental health issues and what it looks like as
1: well. And just to go back to what you were saying, as far as being able to speak with someone, as far as a stranger, like on TikTok or social media, um, as far as that, I feel like you can speak to others versus your family or some things like that because mm-hmm. There are people who you're. First of all, you're more comfortable because someone you don't know, right? And you don't feel like there would be any judgment there. Mm-hmm. And then, second of all, I think it's now is now become more relatable. So there are others that can relate to exactly what you're feeling. So right. you can now be more open with others than you can be, you know, with your family. Because one thing you never want your family to do is kind of keep a microscope on you. Mm-hmm. If you tell them, you know, what's really going on and what you're feeling. I myself have. I've been there personally. I've actually felt, you know, you know I ha- I had my moments where I felt type of way but I never really wanted to just tell my parents or just tell, you know, my family because I didn't want them to be, you know, oh, how are you feeling today? Oh, what you doing? How are you doing? I never want yeah. to be just be constantly, constantly checking just in. checking in yeah. like, you know. Cuz you need
0: the check-ins, but you don't want to be the supervisor. Right, I don't want to be for
1: like <laughs> you got to watch my every move or right. anytime I'm feeling the way you got to, you know, watch over me and just where you going what you feeling what you about to do but i get it there's a concern there i get mm-hmm. it so i'm not taking that away but i definitely did not want to be you know just watched over like that you know um, and to just also to go back to what you're saying as far as some people using that as an excuse i've actually been on the receiving end of that just you know just being you know, close to someone, and them using some inform something that they may have found out. They use that, and as far as a reason on how they treated me, now I'm I don't take that away from them, mm-hmm. but it's like you said, it's a choice. You knew, you know, the things you were doing, you know, the things you were saying. So you can't necessarily use that as a a reason to justify what you were doing because it it wasn't it wasn't right, and you knew it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it was a choice that you decided to go with and you continue to go on with it for so long and now you want to you know you want to use that reason i i just didn't really appreciate that at the time
0: when it comes to mental health in regard to how you're discussing it i feel that 100 percent. i feel like as an adult you have a choice to make now i do have to point out the fact that there are some mental illnesses um that makes people feel as though they don't have control of their thoughts or their behaviors, their emotions, whatever. Right. So we're not talking about those. We're not talking about the ones that even though, you know, the person might be medicated, they still aren't able to fully control, um, their being. We're talking about the ones where you do have control and you're thinking about 45 things at one time, about one situation. You have a choice on how you handle that situation. you You have a choice about how you go about it. You have a choice about. What your next action is going to be regarding that situation and so like you said you can't take away from a person what it is that they're mentally struggling with but when it's constantly used as, as an excuse that's where it's like okay you know what you're doing and you're being manipulative right. i know when i'm anxious i know when i'm being triggered i can communicate that my heart goes out to the people that can't right. that don't know what is happening when they feel it and then the behavior is irrational or they have a panic attack or whatever like that's a difficult place to be in but when you know exactly what's happening and you're choosing to use that as like a soft landing spot it's like come on now you're really making it hard for people that's really struggling and not really knowing how to
1: deal with it. with it and I feel like you do have a choice to what you allow to take over certain things you do have a choice and you some things you you can't just let them overtake your your mind and your spirit, but sometimes you just have to figure out what's really important right. in that moment right and choose your battles choose, choose your battles yeah, sometimes you have to figure out what's important and you just have to focus on those things and really deal with those specific things
0: you had previously mentioned that you found it difficult to talk to your parents about. Uh, what you were struggling with mentally because you didn't want to be supervised or you didn't want them to constantly be asking you, you know, how you doing, where you going, whatever. Right. And I can agree. It's definitely out of concern, yeah. but I think for a lot of older adults in the, within the black community, at least I can only speak for that. I think it also comes with a lack of knowledge regarding mental health. Yes. <clears throat> um, They're concerned because they love you. You're their child, whatever, but the constant questions also comes from that understanding what, exactly? w- what mental health right. uh, struggles are, what mental illness may look like. And because they don't know, it's easier for them to be nurturing. They want to make sure you're okay. They want to make sure you have what you need. And you're like, y'all, I'm good. Right. Like sometimes I just get a little anxious. Like sometimes my mind goes a million miles a minute, um, but it's not a something that I'm, that's gonna be like life altering per se. Like it's not necessarily gonna be the end of my days because I'm anxious today. What that brings up for me is the experience I had when I was first diagnosed with anxiety. I remember I was freshman in college and everything was going fine. I was away from home, but I have friends um, that went to school with me I have friends that were in college with me that I had known from high school. I was still in touch with my friends back home. I'd also got really close with my roommate. Like it was, it was fine. It was well. Classes were going, you know, going well, whatever. But at some point, I just felt like something wasn't right with my mind. And I literally, literally kept saying, something is not right. Like something in my head is not right. And I just felt throw it off. And I could not figure out what it was. And I would keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it. Then I would be like on an emotional roller coaster and it would feel like for nothing. I got all these great things going on just as a freshman in college, and still in the back of my mind, like, there's some sadness and there's some overthinking, there's uncertainty, there's frustration. There's just all these weird feelings that I've never really felt before. And I remember talking to my mom about it. And I remember specifically, I was on the yard going to my last class of the day and she was like, girl, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know, mom, I just feel sad. I just, what you got to be sad about? You in college, you on the dance team, you got a boyfriend, you you know, all these great things. And I knew exactly what she was talking about because I was living that. So I know it. And that made me shut down changed the subject, didn't want to talk about it no more. But that same day I went to the clinic to be put on the wait list to see a therapist. Yeah. And I was like my first time really reaching out and being vocal about how I was feeling and something needed to be done about it. And my mom responded that way because she did not know. Right. Yeah, what are you sad about? You You're living this life that I couldn't have and you're afforded and fortunate enough to have it. Why are you sad? Um, but to this day, I often educate her a lot about mental health as I'm living it. Right. So much like yourself, after we had those discussions, I mean, when mom had a discussion, um, she would often check in. And it would not frustrate me because I would feel like, okay, she's starting to get it. Or she's starting to understand. or really i'm not alone right now what sucks about it is because the therapist was on campus there was a wait list and i actually didn't get a call back for another year so by the time i was a sophomore i was finally able to get a therapist and we had sessions up until my last semester senior year
1: yeah
0: of course there was the anxiety i was diagnosed with depression all of that and so i was scared to even educate my mom on what those things were What do you mean you got depression? What you mean you got anxiety? Who said you need medicine? Did, you know, all these different things. And so I had to take a step back. And instead of getting upset, I had to understand she doesn't know. And a lot of parents in the black community do not or did not know. And I feel like sometimes those, like ourselves, young adults, who at that time realized they had something going on mentally, were almost like the pioneers of explaining mental health for our families. And through the education, they're able to understand like, dang, I deal with that too. I didn't even know like, okay, I may have a little anxiety, I may have a little depression, whatever. And it's like, it's not, I'm super sad, I'm not harming myself, it's not anything like that. And it's not even on a reoccurring basis, but it's happening enough for me to know, I need to heal from this, or I need to figure out what the cause is. And in the black community, it's definitely overlooked
1: definitely is. And I just feel like uh, lately we've, the Black community has been more, it's starting to get more educated about what mental health is or what the cause is or what the effects is. And so now, you know, in the Black community, the, their, the parents are starting to be there more. They know yeah. how to be there. They know how to help get through, you know, get through those moments and help you see it through.
0: But I also think that comes with, you knowing what you need and communicating that so that they can be there for you appropriately
1: i remember when i first had you know my experience with mental health as far as not wanting to be here like physically not wanting to be on earth Mm -hmm. um and i can tell i can tell the story now you know i was it was a sunday it had to be like had to be around like five six in the evening and The day before, you know, I had, I was already not feeling the best just mentally. You know, I had, I had some stuff that was going on just with myself and just relationships with people at the time. And, you know, the day before that, I literally just like needed someone to be there to to talk to about and just let it out. But at the time, I, you know, I didn't have that. So that next day, I was still just feeling it. You know, I remember I, I went to church, I went through my normal Sunday routine. Routine, I you know I drove myself to church. I went to church. I I was driving home by myself, and I remember I just something just came over me, and I just really wasn't feeling it. You know, just really wasn't feeling right. And then later on, I remember I just went for a drive, and I was driving literally down 1960, and I was literally like two lights from the house because I was staying with my parents then. And in that moment, I really just you know I just really wanted to just flip my car over while I was in it because. Mm -hmm it was just a lot, you know, I w I wasn't in school anymore. I was just working and a part of me just felt like I wasn't where I wanted to be. And -hmm. at the time I was only maybe like 23, 24 time, maybe. So Mm -hmm. I was exactly where I needed to be in God's, in God's eyes and in Mm -hmm. God's plan. But to myself, I wasn't where I need to be. And, you know, Like I said, I I had a job, you know, I was, I was working full time. I was just, you know, doing that. And then I had Mm -hmm. a place to stay and I had, you know, I was with somebody at that time. And a lot of times I think people just see that, oh, you have all this going on. You shouldn't have anything to worry about. You should be feeling this way. But no, there are certain things that trigger how we feel. And at that moment, I really just, I really, I really just feeling, you know, what I was feeling. And uh, it didn't take me to probably like a year later to tell my parents Mm-hmm. You know what I want to do, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that I didn't think they would understand, but again, I just didn't want to have a microscope over me. And you know, when I told my parents, they they were very, of course, they were you know very open and very supportive. And you know, my my mom always tell me if there's something going on, you need to let somebody know. Don't just sit there because one thing I'll do, I'll whatever it is I'm feeling or going through, I'll just sit there and not let it be known because I just. I've always been the person that just keeps a lot in to myself. I don't say anything, I just live with it, I just deal with it. But, you know, I, I appreciate both of my parents for just being supportive and just being there. And even to the day, my mom can, my mama can tell when something ain't right with me. If I come mm-hmm. to the house or she talked to me on the phone, she'd be like, mm-hmm. what's wrong? I'd be like, I'm good. And then she'll always say, if something's wrong, you know, you can talk to her, and tell me what's going on. Don't just sit over there and just pout and just sit in whatever you're feeling. So, you know, uh, I do think some some people I do think they are aware of what's going on, so they're now getting more educated mm-hmm. to be there for their loved ones, whether it be kids, nieces, nephews, mm-hmm. you know, just family in general, just being there. So I really do appreciate you know us even just getting the knowledge to be able to help others. Well,
0: I applaud you for uh, expressing yourself regarding that topic and what it was like for you at the time. It's that's a very difficult thing to, to share. So you're very brave for that. Um, I also can say that I feel super blessed that we are fortunate enough to have supportive parents who initially didn't really understand what mental health was, but through us, they were able to become more educated about it. And also through us knowing what we need right. that helps them help us as well we have difficult uh, conversations with our parents. And for you and me, we're close with our parents. So um, most times they're the first people to hear things, whether it's right now or two years from now. But um, the things that we share with them regarding our mental health may be difficult, but they create a safe space regardless. So even if you feel like they may not understand this particular incident or that particular situation, you know they'll be there, um, almost to be like your soft landing spot, yeah. and you and you you and I talk about everything, so you know. But I I had a similar situation in college. I helped a friend out of his suicidal ideations. Yeah. Like, like he had a plan. I'm on the phone talking to him all the way until I'm driving to get to his house. So I just say that to say it's always important to have a good support system, and I i don't really think that people especially this day and age really understand how serious it is to have a support system um especially when you're dealing with your mental health so regardless of you know what's Mm -hmm. happening across the world in different communities if you are feeling like you know you're struggling with your mental health and you you're feeling alone be that person that educates the people around you because i get it some people might feel judged they don't want to feel like they're under a microscope they don't want their feelings to fall on deaf ears i get all those things i've been there yeah you've been there um having to explain yourself over and over and over to people who don't understand it so you get frustrated having to explain to your partner having to explain to your boss whatever the case may be like you have to understand when you are dealing with your mental health you will be the person explaining stuff to people while you're dealing with it and that can be difficult
1: And one thing, you know, I can say also that's big to do or that I encourage is going to therapy. Oh, yeah. Because even before I had my situation where, you know, I you know want to take my life, my mom would tell me I need to go to therapy. Because I was also, even before that, I was dealing with grief. Mm. Grief of just le- losing uh, people close to me. So mm-hmm. I should have been going to counseling, but it wasn't until after that situation that I actually you know, did the research, look for someone and actually started going and it did make a big difference because a counselor is someone who, who studies these things, Mm -hmm. who went to school for these things. So Mm -hmm. they can, they can really help you. And then with them helping you, you're also helping the people around you because they're now getting a better understanding of what you have and what causes it. Mm -hmm. And they now know ways to help you get through it. And so i I do encourage going to to therapy i I was never against it but i don't think i was just ever ready Mm -hmm. to just go but you know i went and i was going for i was going for a long time and Mm -hmm. it it really did help and i really did find myself in a better place Mm -hmm. and like you said earlier you have to figure out what you need Mm -hmm. because if you don't know what you need you can't expect people to be around and help you get through what you're going through
0: those who know me know I am a therapy advocate. I don't care what you're going through. Everybody should see a therapist. And the one thing I always like to um, encourage is the fact that therapy isn't always a, something because something's wrong. Yeah. You can literally check in, you can have someone help you learn how to communicate your feelings. You can, I mean, there's so many different reasons to go to therapy. You don't have to have had a trauma or been diagnosed with a mental illness or have had a rough life or you're having a rough life to seek counseling, I wholeheartedly encourage therapy. It's just one of the many ways that you really can address and overcome um, or learn to cope with whatever you're struggling with mentally. Because I always say you have a third-party non-biased person who can literally assist you in your day-to-day life. I have a therapist i have been seeing her since 2020 the bond we have is amazing um and i'm grateful for her i really am she understands me um there are moments where we butt heads a little bit you know i might be being stubborn or i might not be in a mood that day i might be anxious whatever but i love the fact that my thought process is being challenged Correct. going through therapy you will not be the same person if you're willing to receive what's being told to you and put it in the work work. therapy is work. I tell people all the time, you really cannot go in expecting to be fixed or expecting for someone to tell you what to do with your life. They're there to guide you.
1: And there are days when you're going to leave therapy and you're going to be frustrated, not frustrated because, not frustrated because of there, but just frustrated because you realize what he or she may be saying, and those are things that you really have to work through. Mm-hmm. And you get frustrated because you know it's it's going to be difficult because you know it's not going to be an overnight process, so you know it's not going to be something easy. So you're going to leave those days, you know, upset, and you're going to leave those days just feeling like, okay, where do I even start, or mm-hmm. you know, how do I even get to a better space? But it's it's there to challenge you. And it's a good challenge And at the end of the day, when you finally get to a space where you're happy and where you're feeling mm-hmm. to what you feel is normal for yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to be happy that you went, you went through it. Are you going to be happy that you, you fought through, you know, all those problems, the issues or anything that you may have been battling with?
0: And not only that, I also find that you have to practice positive self-talk. Correct to truly change the trajectory of your life life. or to even change uh, the way in which you think. I find myself rerouting my thoughts every day. And in that I'm choosing to speak more positively to myself. I'm choosing to look at the silver lining in every situation. I'm choosing to look at the good. I'm choosing to highlight the better part of a situation. Because when you're constantly operating in anxiety, Everything is a shit show. Like it literally feels like if it ain't one thing, it's another. Every moment you have to choose, you have the power to choose. And so not only with therapy, not only with positive self-talk, I find a lot of peace sometimes, not all the time, because sometimes I'll be talking myself out of feeling peaceful if I'm really anxious, but most times I find a lot of peace in God. Sometimes I, I feel like I'd be so in my head, I don't leave any space for God. I don't leave any room for him to take my hand and guide me. You know, with anxiety comes control issues and or vice versa, you got control issues because you anxious or whatever, but it doesn't leave much room for God to do what he does. And not only in prayer, not only in journaling, but just genuinely spending that time with him even if it's in silence, because I love to say, God know my heart, and he do. But the one thing I really realized, and this is through positive self-talk, because sometimes when you're struggling mentally, you feel alone. You feel ostracized. You feel like you're isolated or that you're isolating yourself. The one thing I came, I realized one day is like, wow, God shows us that he loves us while we're struggling with our mental health by giving us access to the things we need. Therapy, medication, if that's the route you're going. We have access to that. A good support system.
1: That's very big.
0: Time alone with him. He's giving us the things that we need to navigate that mental struggle. And from that day forward, there was never a day I didn't lean on him. And sometimes when you're struggling mentally like it's difficult to see outside of your thought bubble it's difficult to see outside of you're having a bad day it's difficult to see outside of um the way something is going right now so i always like to tell myself and even share with other people when they're having a bad day or having a rough time it does not last forever it is only temporary there is something good that's going to come out of this at the end of the day the situation may not even be on your mind anymore but while we are chasing our tail about that same situation, God, you know, already had it handled. And that's the one thing that really calms my spirit.
1: Right. No, I, I agree. And even the other day, like I said, I it was, had been kind of like a rough week mm-hmm. on Tuesday. <laughs> and I can remember just driving home from work. I literally thought to myself, let me, let me change how I think about this. Mm-hmm. And I said, it could always be worse. Mm-hmm. So I had to, in that moment, I just had to say, thank you, God yeah and not, you, sometimes you have to say thank you for the good and the bad because wow. whatever it is you're like you said you're going to get something out of it mm-hmm. and again it could always be worse so you just have to be thankful for the moments and the the things that god is trying to teach and that he's trying to tell you in that moment because there is a there is a reason for mm-hmm. everything that we go through mm-hmm has a purpose behind it. That's all right. We may not understand it in that moment, mm-hmm. but as we go through it, as we figure out what uh, we're going through and how we get through it, it's, it's for a bigger purpose. And at the end, when we finally get to that point, we're gonna realize that he bought, he bought us there for a reason, yeah. and that we can't really just push through and we can't really get through, but we really just have to lean on God. Another right. thing I pray about at night is as mm-hmm. I ask God to just pray for me, just be with me mentally yeah. because your thoughts can take over you. Mm-hmm. And once you in that deep hole, I've been there once you in mm-hmm. that deep hole, it's, it's hard as hell to get to out get and you got to fight yep. like hell to get out of that yeah. shit. So you really, you know, you really just have to lean on God in the midst of the, of the troubles, cause he's mm-hmm. really gonna bring you through and see you through
0: And I feel like too, the, the waters are real muddy when you think about, you know, how can I have faith and lean onto God for his guidance and protection, but also be anxious or also be depressed or also, you know. And I questioned that for a long time. Like how can I be faithful, but still be anxious because I don't have control Right. I won't control, you know, whatever you is You
1: control, but you, you
0: can't. Yeah, because you want to, with anxiety, you you want to control the outcome. That's what it is. When you don't have control of anybody else's behaviors, uh, actions, and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, God is a compassionate God. And so he's always going to be there for you and with you right. to guide you through, to give you healing, to help you um, through whatever that journey looks like. Right. And so I think it's it's a really there's so much to be said for um, mental health, struggling with mental health, and believing in God. Correct. They literally can still go hand in hand. In hand. hand. They and can. it's like I said, it's something that truly does bring about peace. Right. Baby, we didn't had a quick Bible study and everything. Yeah, and- <laughs> it, it, it good. My it heart is. feels very warm yeah. talking yeah. about that. Yeah, for sure. I think when people struggle mentally they think that that's just it. Like, yeah. There's so much more to life. Right. And there's even more to the life you have with God. Yeah, that right. <laughs> Don't listen. Yeah. I'm about to pull a tambourine out.
1: <laughs> and I, I feel like, like we said, some people they're scared to talk about it, but mm-hmm. I feel like these are things that we should talk about. Like, I, I remember I kind of touched on it in my situation a long time ago. I kind of mm-hmm. touched on it on, you know, Instagram. just. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it's okay to let people know that you're going through. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing. Every, everybody wants to show us the good. Everybody Mm want to show us what they got, but it's okay to show, you know, what you've gone through because you never know who you may help along the way. That's right. Because your experience could help others, not even just one person, but others. It can help them just by you saying something that they've been thinking, but hadn't had the courage to say or just didn't know how to say it. So it's okay to to speak on that and to just let it out because that's not something you want to keep in and you just never know who you touch. You'd be surprised how many people had reached out to me and just even just told me, thank you for just sharing, because I kind of, you know, helped them and, you know, touched them along the way.
0: I encourage those who are struggling with their mental health to really find their safe space, find and or tap into your support system that allows you to be yourself that allows you to not have a good day that allows you to be your best self whatever the case may be like how many times we're talking and we feel the energy and it's like i'm not really feeling it today i don't really want to talk we don't take it personally but we know something is going on it's life it happens exactly so you you know you give me my space i take some time to regroup Strengthen my, you know, my uh, perspective by reflecting, come back, hey, thank you for being patient with me. I appreciate it, this is what I had going on. It's important to find or to have that circle of people or at least that person that you can be that way with. Because you don't have to do it alone. You do not, you know, even if you feel like someone may not understand, get it off your chest, get it out of your head. And eventually they may, it's not, to be understood is to be able to express yourself so that someone can be there to support you Correct. through it so you know mental health is something that you can go on and on and i can go on and on and on about it and it's multifaceted like there's so many moving parts regarding mental health right. where it stems from how to deal with it you know how long does it last deep, i've, I've deep. heard that question before too it is very very deep and so with that um you know it's something that we could talk about for multiple episodes but i think we really really had a good start here
1: if you if you need help or if you just need you know someone to talk to you can always reach out to us oh yeah you know we we're here to listen and you know we can just help you from even our experiences don't don't be afraid to you know to reach out
0: we really hope y'all enjoyed today's topic if y'all have any comments of course you can email us, you can even DM us on Instagram or leave a comment under our posts. And now, let's get into the next segment. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about
1: it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about
0: it. All right. So, this week I have a would you rather. You ready? Would you rather never make a new friend, but you continue pouring into the ones you already have, or would you continue to expand your circle because you know some friendships will
1: fall off? That's a uh, ooh.
0: And all your friends got their legs and their arms. They do. <laughs> Y'all got to go back
1: to episode two. That's a hard one. Mm. Let me let me see what I rather. I think if that's the case, if, if, if I know friendships are going to fall, I rather, I guess I'd rather expand my friend group because if I'm going to lose them anyway, at some point I is, I ain't going to have none or a certain, a certain amount. So Mm -hmm. I think I'd rather just expand my friend group at that point. Yeah. I'm good on that. I'm i I'm gonna expand it. What about you? What would you do? Or what would you rather?
0: I came up with the question, but it's still pretty tough. Right. Um, I, I'm i big on relationships. Okay. Platonic, romantic, whatever. And I think it's important to build relationships as well as to maintain them.
1: Correct.
0: But I could live the rest of my life with the friends I have. Because meeting new people doesn't equate them to being my friends. You have a point. So I can still meet people. I can still converse with people and they can still be my acquaintances. Like, you know what I mean? But I will continue pouring into my the friend group I have now as long as they're pouring into me. I can't say I'll expand it because I know some friendships will fall off. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't think about it that way. Like, let me get more friends because the friends I got might not be here. You know what I mean? Makes like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it that way. Unless... You look at it from a different perspective, and it's like, I'll expand my friend group because my new friends may not be my friends forever. Yeah. But still, I, I don't see it that way. I don't
1: yeah. And them, them new friends may fall off as well, and you may still keep your core friends. So
0: And and I, I have that, that's my explanation and my and my my decision, because you have friends for every season, and you have friends. For certain reasons, Correct. I'm a, I like an all inclusive friend. I'm an all inclusive friend, and I am very blessed to say my friend group. They are all inclusive friends, so I don't have to go to one person for one thing, go to one person for another thing. I can't tell this person that you know what I mean. Right, so I guess that's why I, I find so much comfort and peace in my friend group.
1: And
0: that, that friend sweet. group expands from like 2005. Yeah, if we're talking about from then to now, 2023, I'm straight okay i respect that no new
1: friends
0: no new friends no new friends no 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 ain't that what drake said yeah but i don't think he said it like <laughs> he definitely saying it singing like that Go ahead, then. no new friends no new friends that's that
1: light skin it's, it's, no okay bye y'all <laughs> see y'all next episode hey miss walker thank you for wanting the verse for me apologies for the wait sometimes it's hard to get the distractions up off you for enough time to jot your thoughts, but fuck it, this morning I got stuff. I'm thinking about you.